three, two, one. The Reality Check Podcast is inbound. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Please be advised this video may contain strong language and adult themes. Hello, guys, and welcome to my brand new show, The Reality Check Podcast. Now, today is the launch of the show, first ever episode. Uh, just to give you a little background into the show. So I'm going to have a special guest on the show every week from either the world of reality TV or sports stars. And today, our first guest comes from the reality TV category, from the newest series of Love Island, Mr. Ollie Williams. Ollie, how are you doing? Very well, guys. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, I mean, obviously, we're just going to have a quick chat about about a lot of things, really, kind of the situation that's going on in, in the whole world at the moment, um, your, your background in reality TV, all, yeah. the juice, all the juicy gossip you can give me, um, and then a bit more about yeah, you sure. in terms of uh, hobbies, that kind of stuff. So what we'll do, I mean, of course. firstly, um, it's quite fitting to talk about the environment at the moment. I mean, with this, with this lockdown thing, how, how are you finding everything? Well, yeah, well, it goes without saying, firstly, we're not actually talking to each other face-to-face. We're actually on Zoom, yeah. which, is, which is obviously a weird one. But I guess it's just it's just adapting like it's gone on for it's just going into a second period of three weeks now so it's you know it's gonna be six weeks and what we're three weeks in it's it's just the first couple of weeks were quite difficult but then you sort of adjust to it don't you you sort of get used to your new routines and yeah not ideal, but it, you know, i certainly never take restaurants and pubs for granted again that's for definitely sure. Miss, missing the nights out for sure yeah definitely what are you uh so what kind of stuff are you getting up to to pass the time i mean how are you keeping busy Honestly, i i try to get a little youtube channel going so um sort of field sports YouTube channel going, but honestly, it's a bit, bit of everything. Like the other day, a mate of mine dropped over a few um, chicken eggs and he said that he had a rooster, so they'd be fertile. So I bought an incubator and incubated them all and three oh, weeks nice. later, the old chicks popped out of them. So, um, oh, ideal. That's pretty funny. But um, So that's pretty much, I'm just random stuff like that, building like proper random crap yeah, um, yeah. around the place. But just, just trying to pass the time wherever I can, obviously going to the gym. I'm lucky enough I've got a gym at home, so... That's definitely definitely helped, but um, I feel sorry for those guys who were who were struggling with you know lifting five kilogram dumbbell every different yeah. way possible. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> They're trying to mix uh, it up, aren't they? Um, yeah. Okay, I mean, obviously, a lot of your well, I'd say the majority of your followers now on, on social media will obviously know you from from Love Island. So I feel yeah. like that's that's going to be the main topic of discussion today. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. I mean, taking it back to the start, what? What was your reason? I mean, did you did you apply or did you get did you get kind of headhunted? How did that work? Oh, you get approached. I got approached to apply, so I think they were trying to push for more of a. They didn't want to say we just headhunted them. They wanted people to to sort of apply, but you were sort of encouraged to. Okay. So um, it was went down that route, and then as I the application process is, you go to that sort of first. You get you can, your application gets successful, which I knew mine would be. Yeah, you go into a phone call and you get a phone call back, and then if they like you over the phone, they invite you back for a um, a video. I'm no, sorry, a, um, a face-to-face interview in London. Okay. So you sort of sort of travel you up and pay for your pay for your expenses on the way up there, and it's it's quite. I mean, the very beginning they treat you like a bit of a celebrity. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you feel like you're being really well looked after and everything, which you are, I suppose. And um, but I get the, I was getting the train up from down here in Cornwall, so yeah. it, was, it was a bit of a trek. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and then that's that first first interview, and I knew that mine wasn't was probably successful because I met all the main producers in the first okay. thing. So I thought, mm, yeah, they're probably going to fast track me here. Yeah. And then it was just like one step after another, and the next thing you do is a, a medical. Yeah. Which actually, which actually failed. Okay. On what? I failed the, I failed the drugs test. Okay. Uh, how, did, how did that happen? It wasn't, it wasn't like. Uh, recreational or anything like that they thought I was on steroids 
Right. Okay. Because they were like, "You're a big bloke. We need to test you for steroids." And I was like, "Well, I can. Sh- I played rugby. I played pretty high level rugby my whole life, so I can't. Yeah, yeah. Never. I could never have taken it even if I wanted to." Yeah. And they came back and they were like, "Yeah, you failed the test." And I was like, uh, "How does that work?" <laughs> I bet that was a bit of shock. My testosterone levels were were higher than normal. Right. Which indicates in the past you've taken some sort of steroid, yeah, which okay. I never had. I just I'm I'm almost just like have high testosterone levels naturally, I guess, but. I made them, they then did a proper test to actually look for the steroid itself. Okay. And then they approved, obviously, my innocence. But it was that first sort of like, oh, mate, you failed the drug test. Yeah, right. Like, what for? You know what I mean? It must have been a bit of a shock. So it was. Like, you know, it was. Um, and after that, I knew that because the doctor sort of, they're obviously very secretive about who they're going to cast. Yeah. The, doc, the doctor, obviously, he was sort of an, an external contracted doctor, sort of turned around to me. He was like, yeah, they really like you. So they've never, they've never ever had someone back for a second test before oh, okay so i was like okay maybe this probably is gonna go somewhere then so, so at that point i started planning for the for me to actually go on the show is that where your did your gym regime did it did it up up a level well you know me pretty well i've always gym quite hard like yeah but i definitely did i, I checked what i did do is change my diet i did, actually tried for the first time tried no carbs okay lean me out got crazy like really and like, it, was, it was bonkers um yeah so definitely you know, I, did, I lost about stone. Okay. Um, but, I mean, to be honest, I probably lost a stone in muscle as well, but yeah. I leaned out properly, you know, because I was bit of, had a bit of a rugby rig before. Yeah. And so I just, and then it was just sort of getting the turning up and... Yeah, just tone up and look a bit leaner. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I suppose you're going to be on TV. That's going to sort of... People are going to remember that for a long time. Yeah. So you, bet, you look your best, you know what I mean? 100%. Okay, and then what happened, I mean... Was it was there a gap before they told you like when 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 you got told you were definitely gonna be on the show? What happened? So, after, what happened after that? Basically, what happened is my my so second drug test was in about I'd say October late October. Okay. And then the last week in November, I got a phone call saying you're in and yeah. you're in the light. And well, the guy rang me up. The, the boss of the show rang me up. Yeah. Lewis and he said um, he did like a Simon Cowell moment. He was like, "It's really bad news, mate." Did he? So, he, so, you know, it. he says, yeah, I haven't got great news, mate. No, so I, haven't got, I haven't got good news. It's great news. And I was like, what? You're in, the, <laughs> you're in the lineup for the show? I was like, what? I honestly, mate, I was in the gym and he was like, calm down, calm down, because people are going to think you're, you've had a kid or something. <laughs> and honestly, I was like, this is crazy. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't really comprehend what was happening. Yeah, definitely. I, bet it was like, a bit, I never really surreal. thought it happened. I didn't really, because I've, I've never watched the show, so now I, okay. like, I now better watch a bit of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, pretty mad. I mean, when it came out in the press, obviously, we, I think it was, was it a week or two before it comes out in the press saying who's going to yeah. be on it? And I mean, obviously, we went to school together, so seeing like someone from Cornwall, I mean, I think you're the, are you the second? Is it you and Lucy? Lucy from the series before? Yeah, Lucy, went? yeah Lucy, She's from Cornwall. So I think, yeah. obviously, it's pretty rare for someone like in our area to kind of get on such a big like national show. Like it's watched by International literally. International as well. Yeah, literally watched by, watched by like, Basically, everyone our age in yeah. the country watches it. It's mad. mad. Um, so to get on a show like that, it's, it was pretty. It was pretty big news at the time. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. It was the hardest thing. Was I mean, the real. I mean, I told you're not supposed to tell anyone, really. Yeah, being yeah. Your mum and dad, but I obviously told a few clo- a few close mates, like you know, Noah. I told Noah. Noah yeah, yeah. And because he was he was managing my Instagram. Okay. I mean, fucking serious job he had in the end, but um, <laughs> yeah, he was managing my social media, so I told him, and then. He inevitably probably told a couple of other people. Yeah. It was just like, if, if the show had found out I told anybody and it, or it got into the press and my name got leaked, then it'd be, they'd, they'd scrap it. Really? Otherwise, then you can start doing deals with people. Yeah, I guess, before you go in. Yeah, so it's got to be secret. 
Yeah, that's um, fair enough. So that was, yeah, that was quite a, a bit of the, um, bit of a nervous thing, but then obviously it all happened. And then, so I then went for my sort of all the, the promo shoots and everything like the stuff you get in the tube and stuff and all that yeah, yeah. Like posters and everything. All those famous uh, gifts you had. Yeah, mate, that's cool. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> they're, I'm, they're, I'm now a gift. Cool. Yeah, they're pretty cool to be fair. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, obviously after all that happened, they, I assume they then give you the start date and stuff. And then, so what happened? Do, do they just fly you out? Cause yeah, literally, I got a, a week before, uh, so so what, New Year. I got a, I got a, I got a call from saying, right, this is your flight details and text my flight details through and everything. Um, and they trained me up to Heathrow. I stayed in a hotel over, overnight Heathrow. Met up with a chaperone. Yep. He then took my phone, took all my laptop and, and everything. That, and that's you done. Like that's in terms done. of like social media, you, you're you're out. So literally, when, as you land in South Africa, they took my phone. Uh, you know, you're then in a house or like a. A hotel we had a we had a like a little apartment yeah um which was pretty cool we got the expenses card that we could basically it was pretty much unlimited so nice you know, eating out you know you name it and um just do like just basically the only thing we couldn't do which I was really annoyed by was did you go on tour to south africa i did yeah yeah so you know table mountain right yeah yeah, yeah. Mountain. yeah i was yeah. like oh god i've been out table mountain well we've got table mountain he goes oh no we can't do that i'm like why because production says it's too dangerous i'm like dude it's what? the table cut the cable car and then back i literally did that when i was like 15 years old yeah literally so um well did you walk up it did whitmore make you walk up it no i think no no we got we got in the cart yeah so whitmore made us walk up it nice you're like right boys it's good training and that's our that that was our scary rugby coach for those of you who uh, are on yeah sorry yeah no yeah (laughs) go ahead mr whitmore sarge absolute legend um no so yeah but i mean they basically wouldn't let us do it because it was perceived too dangerous but Oh well, so we did That's other annoying. stuff like we went to the beach and um, it was quite cool. We were in the one on the one of the beaches. They red flagged it or black flagged it. Okay, the shark flag. There's a great okay. white came. Really? Yeah, mate. I mean, the sea was cold. Yeah, it was just it was probably. I'd say the warmest it gets in Cornwall. I'd say that's what it was like. Okay, okay. So not not too bad, but pretty chilly still. Yeah, because either side of Cape Town, the sea's completely different temperatures. Okay, so it's we, different we... seas. When you were doing all that stuff before the show started, you weren't obviously you hadn't met any of the contestants. No, like that. so they they all the chaperones were on WhatsApp, and they tell each other where we were going. So we uh, okay. bump into each other. Yeah, you yeah. It's not possible. When you when you everyone obviously wants a gym. Yeah. So we all had to go to different gyms at different times. Oh, uh, okay. The chaperones are quite a big job. Yeah. And at one point, we almost bumped into someone else. Um. I think I almost bumped into Sophie in okay. the airport. Yeah, because my chaperone was like, we have to wait here, and we have to go to the back of the queue in the passport queue, which okay. is so long. Yeah, we literally like right at the front, been queuing for like forty-five minutes. Was Ollie? We have to go to the back again. Really? Because like, they're right in front of us, and I was like, fine. Annoying. So, okay. Um. So obviously, the, the day comes. You go into the villa. Um, yeah. What was What was your first impressions? Well, I'll be honest with you, it was the scariest fucking moment of my life. I bet. I bet you. Were oh my it. god! It was. It was. I can't even describe how the wit. It wasn't like fear. It was just like, I was so nervous. It was yeah, like, I, I can't, it was just, because you're walking out in front of basically millions of people. Yeah. And basically, of course, I, no one stood forward for me, so I looked like a fucking mug. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously all those girls in front of you. And then, have you seen Black Mirror? Uh, I've seen parts of it, I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it's like really weird, like, ideas. Yeah, When yeah. I walked out, mate, it, was, it felt like an episode of Black Mirror, because you walk out and Laura Whitmore stood there, but obviously she's being told to say stuff in her ear. Yeah. So she's like, you'd say, she'd ask him like, so, so Ollie, how are you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I am really good. Thanks. You know, really excited. And that's, I was shitting myself. Yeah. Uh, a bit nervous. And she'd be like, and pause to like get the next line. I'd be like, 
what are you gonna say and i'd be like um i had a look and all the girls were like were laughing at me i was like i don't know what to do yeah right um and anyway it was yeah it was all right but it was just it was proper proper scary mate because yeah was i like, bet this is, this is real i mean the realest moment before that was when i got my suitcase yeah okay because you all get the like, same ones don't you yeah you'll get like those white ones with with your name on with your name on yeah and obviously the uh the old bottles oh you still got it yeah <laughs> they're pretty cool to bear they're like iconic aren't they still works um anyway so yeah no it was a uh, it was bloody it was a bloody strange experience i must admit but you walk in, you walk into the villa because you obviously go through the girls dressing room to walk out yeah and it was like um it, it felt like i was in some sort of like Love Island theme park. Right, okay. Like Love Island experience. Real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, this is actually Love Island. How, um, how nice was the villa? Mate, it was lovely. It really was. It was actually probably triple the size what you saw. Really? Because see, there was a lot of like, there was a lot of like walking down to get to different levels of it. Like from the TV, so it looked, so it looked huge. There was, yeah, there's a lot of stairs. Yeah. There's also all on a hill, but say there was two thirds of it were taken up by production. Yeah, okay. I mean, there was so much behind the sort of the scenes if you yeah, like, yeah. than you actually saw. In essence, the, the place, the living area where we had wasn't huge. Okay. It, it looked bigger than it was. Like, it wasn't massive. But if yeah. we had run in the whole villa, it would have been too much. You know, you wouldn't have been there. Yeah, you'd you, um, you get lost. No, big time. Yeah, so. Okay, I mean, obviously, so initially, like you said, sadly for yourself, no one stepped forward. So you ended up with the, the eventual winner, Paige, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. I how did, did yeah. How, how was that? Yeah, I mean, she was a lovely girl, really lovely. And obviously, I, um, we were like, so we started to hit it off and everything, but that was the point where I thought I jumped forward too much. If you stop me if I am, but yeah, yeah. that was a point where, you know, I started feeling, oh, maybe, maybe this isn't the right thing. Yeah. Um, but we'll go on to that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll get, no, we'll I get, don't we'll want to jump, jump, jump forward. No, nah, that's fine. Um, okay, I mean, so in terms of the, there's obviously, I know you, so day four you left, wasn't it day four? So you were in there for four days, you had four full days. I mean, what's it actually like? Because I know people could be like, you can't get to know people that quickly. Surely people are there like saying that they've fallen in love or whatever. And people are like, how can you fall in love after like two, three weeks? But I mean, you're, yeah. with, you're with the people in, in one house for 24 hours a day, aren't you? I mean, what's that like? It is, I mean, like I forged, I was in there for five, just over five days. And yeah. I forged relationships with people that you never, like you think you know them for like, three four years it's yeah just, definitely because it's so intense you're literally living with them yeah but like you've got nothing the thing is you can't be like you can't just you know sit there and just in the middle of conversation start looking at your phone you've got no yeah, phone yeah. no yeah. books literally nothing other than to talk to one another yeah um and they do encourage you to to the producers obviously that they they have producers um that move around during the day and stuff and they sort of encourage you to talk about different things and yeah because obviously people say people say that they're like some of it's scripted i mean i don't think any of it's scripted but i can imagine that they they tell you to talk about certain topics and obviously they want yeah, you to talk about like they, relationships got, and stuff. at the end of the day we're willing up to they call it like there's two different types of chat like there's there's like for example when we're having dinner and stuff yeah they don't, they don't want us because they don't film dinner they don't want us talking about like parts of like the storyline okay or like our storyline so they're not stories but like we're creating a story that they don't make into an episode yeah definitely so we're there so if i'm with Paige having like a really deep conversation over like dinner yeah which they don't film they're not they're gonna be like ollie shut up yeah yeah talk about that later talk on about, talk about, yeah exactly and they call that's why it's, it's literally they call it shit chat okay they're so right right island is shit chat now for the next hour talk about what you want yeah is um, that where would you, you talk about like the outside world and like stuff that doesn't get shown on tv yeah, the, like the application, the application process, like how you got like, scouted, 
like stuff that you don't really want to show. Yeah. You can't talk about the outside world because that, that also is, you know, getting to know one another. That's, that's kind of good chat. Yeah. But it's mostly just like, like, oh, so we'll look at the weather, um, you know, football, football and shit like that. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, like ob- obviously, um, when you're in there, like you said, you're, you're cut off completely to any news or anything like that. Yes. Yeah. So it does, that, does that obviously, like I said, we'll get into that bit in a bit because there yeah. was a lot of news about yourself. Um, it was. It I mean, was. how how did you find that like the whole situation with no me, no social media, no phone, like like cutting, being cut off to the outside world? Um, I didn't. I'm not massively. I'm not massively bothered by. It. I'm not. I'm not like addicted to my phone per se. Okay. I probably am more so now. I've come out and I've obviously like, a lot more of my life revolves around social media. Yeah, so. definitely. But I'm not like I didn't really miss it. Like once, because you, you've already you got bear in mind you've already had that week before. Yeah. You didn't have it, so that sort of weaned you off anyway. And then you then you and that's the that is kind of that's the tough week because you can get bored. Like I read a yeah. lot, and that was pretty much all I did. But obviously, you can't f- see any of the news because yeah. you're all over the news. Yeah, right. But that's so that's, weird. It is you know like the best thing was my chaperone. My he went into like Defcon one one evening. We were watching a watching like a Netflix series, and he was yeah. like. Like looking, he was like, "What are you watching this on?" I was like, "Netflix." And he goes, "You sure there's no news?" And I was like, "Why?" And I was like, "I was like, I've j- it's just been the press release, hasn't it?" And he was like, "No." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, because yeah, you're fucking fifty. Yeah, right. Um, so anyway, that was quite funny. And then it was just like, "Shit, I, I'm now like people, everyone at home knows." Yeah. Because I also all I wanted to do was tell everyone that I was going to be on it, but also couldn't. And now everyone, obviously, everyone at home knew. And it was quite nice to come back to obviously the messages. Like support from everyone, like saying good luck and stuff on their stories, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, but um, that was that was pretty weird. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was it's surreal because you just there's a lot of people that make contact with you that you necessarily haven't spoken to in absolutely fucking ages. Is there also a part of you that's like you're only trying to speak to me now because I'm I've exactly. got a bit I've, I've got a bit so of clout, much, like so much. There's so much of that. Like it's so obvious as well. The people who yeah, are like that. Um, like people but, who like. Saying how much of mate, like, could be like, oh, Ollie's a twat, and then suddenly you get a bit of fucking fame behind you, and they're like, oh, how are you, mate? I haven't spoken to you in ages. Oh, mate, big time. Literally. Yeah, but even, like, obviously, with all the, all this, this press trying to tear me to shreds and everything, they were like, oh, mate, we're here for you. And I'm like, dude, you and never no, no, you're, no, you're not. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, cool. Um, I mean, staying on, the, staying on the Love Island theme, we've got a little, got a little uh, game to kind of play, a little quiz. Basically, what I'm going to yes. do is, is give you a few words or a little phrase, and I want you to give me the, the Islander you were in the villa with that is the best match of the word, all right? Okay, can I, can I, I do I have to say it straight away or can I have like a couple of seconds? You, you, can have a little, you can have a little think, you can have a little think. So, okay. out of the people you were there, in there with, who, who was the funniest? Connor. Connor, OG yeah. Connor. OG Connor, yeah, Connor was okay. good. Connor yeah. would be good too. Just like banter. I don't know, like, like to be honest, it's close enough, close between him and him and Callum. Like, I was closest with probably those two, and Mike to an extent. Like, but they were just so funny. Like, we just look at each other and just laugh for no reason. Yeah, okay. Nothing, uh, and you just make up random scenarios, and it was just fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who Who's the laziest? Who Who was the last out of bed in the morning? Probably Paige. Paige. <laughs> <laughs> What she just? Yeah. She'd be like, is she not not a morning person? I don't know. No, definitely not, mate. Well, to be honest, I don't think she was any kind of day person when I was with her. But um, no, uh, it's not. Yeah, probably Paige was quite sort of quiet in the morning. I'd say took her a bit of time to get out of a uh, morning morning head. Yes, quite right. Yeah. Okay. Who who was the craziest? Like who was the like the most bonkers? Oh, that's probably probably Naz. Naz. Okay. 
he was always just laughing, like just just making, just ripping the shit out of everything. Like Sounds, is that, he, constantly he, laughing. He like, laughing over nothing. Yeah, I mean, he came across as a pretty pretty funny like character. Um, he is he is jokes, man. He is, he was jokes, but he was probably like when it came to girls, he was probably like too friendly. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of that, wasn't there? He he kind of had the the tough start of I don't want to say like essentially being, being friend zoned by a few of the girls. Yeah, by um, Shanice. Yeah, 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 by Shanice mainly. Um, but I think he. He kind of came out of his shadow a bit more, kind of after Casper Moore, didn't he? So yes, he um, did. Yeah, there was a bit. Of, I think his, if you like, his kind of popularity, I would say popularity maybe decreased after because there was a lot of there was a lot of people pushing for him and Demi, wasn't there? Because that was I think Demi came in and was the first girl was like proper into him. Yeah. Um, and then when he went to Casper Moore and came back with um with with the new girl, um, I think maybe Eva. Yeah, Eva. I think people maybe. Yeah. Well, not not disliked him, but maybe his 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 chances of winning potentially. Maybe. Well, yeah, of course. All the public want is a true love story, don't they? If you if you go off and hook up with some, as far as the public is concerned, random bird. Yeah. They're they're gonna it's gonna gonna damage your reputation. So I think that was similar to um to Callum's, wasn't it? When he when he left oh, Shauna, because yeah. I think everyone yeah. was behind Callum and Shauna. Everyone was like they're gonna win, and then he yeah. went and obviously he, he went and obviously found Molly. Yeah, well, that's just re- he's been real. Like, he, and I spoke to him obviously, and he was just like, "Well, at the end of the day, mate, we we were always said we're not going to be fake and just try and win the game." People yeah. this year, there was no real game players this year. I didn't think. Okay. The only game players that potentially there were were, were towards the end were probably Demi and Luke. Luke. Uh, Luke. Yeah, Luke. Okay. Why do you reckon that? Why do you think? I don't that? know. Just because they probably will be together, but they were like making it really like. Really greasing up and really make okay. really like, turn the screw just because it was coming to the end of the show. So you reckon? Paige, I said, I said, whoever Paige, I said from the moment I left, whoever Paige ends up with, she'll win. Yeah, because um, she's such a cool girl and she's genuine. Like she, she, she tells you how it is. Like she doesn't give you any. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I you mean, think maybe like Luke and Luke and Demi might have been just a bit like over the top because they knew at what kind of stage the show was at. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, fair enough. Moving on. Um, obviously, in the evenings you get the whole session where. Everyone gets glammed up for the, you say for the night out. I mean, you're not going anywhere, but you get dressed up. Who, yep. who had the best and the worst fashion sense? I think best and worst combined was Connor OG, 100%. Okay. What, so some because nights, like, superb. And everyone was nights. like, I was looking at some of the stuff he was wearing. I was like, what are you wearing? <laughs> everyone, would be like, everyone would be like, oh my God, this is incredible. So I'm like, maybe I'm just sort of not on the same vibe as everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just there with the jeans and t-shirt. Like, yeah. I mean, Maybe you get sure. a lot. You get a lot of them that like go with the, the skinny white jeans rolled up a little bit, like ankles yeah. on show, loafers. That's not you, is it? Uh, not really. No, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all about just a, you know, shorts and a and a fucking linen shirt. That'll do me, especially yeah, when yeah. it's like thirty degrees. Yeah, right. But, I bet um, hot. It was so cold at night. To me. Was it? Yeah. And the other thing is, what you don't realise is the night out. Like when everyone walks out for the night out for the one drink or the yeah. couple of drinks, or whatever. That is literally like normally. Early hours. In the morning? Yeah. Really? Yeah, mate, it's crazy. Okay. Because obviously I've, that's the I've, kind of stuff we don't see. Like, they, they say that, do, do they like, there was a few times I've read a few articles about people saying how they, they've had to like refilm scenes or replay the games. Does that happen much? Yeah, I mean, we had to do the, we redo it a couple times. Um, yeah, we had to do it. I mean, like when the twins came in, they had to walk down the stairs three times. Really? Okay. So which, um, um, what, and they show, did you just have to act Well, it's just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just editing, you know, because if, well, no, you just, they normally get the original, original reaction. Yeah. Like, but like, they still, but they want to get like the, the twins making the best of the, the, how they look and everything. So, you know, if, potentially if they're, 
I don't know, their fucking tit fell out or something. They'd have to do yeah. it again. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So um, it's just it's just TV, isn't it? You just gotta get the get the best possible shot they can get. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Of course, they might have to redo stuff sometimes. Yeah. Okay, I mean, obviously, you, you touched on the food situation earlier in terms of, so you get you get dinner cooked for you, but, I mean, do you cook your own food? Because one of the questions I was going to say, who's the best and the worst cook? I mean, do, do you have to make your own meals, or? The breakfast you make and lunch you sort of make. Um, no, lunch, sorry, no, breakfast you make, lunch and dinner is provided. Okay. So you get, obviously, all the food's provided, but you, like, to cook your own breakfast. Like, I normally just had, like, we just had, like, poached eggs, the breakfast club. Yeah. Poached eggs, like, avocados. Was there anyone who was like just terrible at cooking, like couldn't cook an egg? Yeah, someone. I can't remember who it was. Someone literally couldn't even cook beans. <laughs> I bet you're there, like, what? What are you doing? Yeah, mate. Callum was a good, good, a good cook. Was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he really was. Okay, um, and finally on this little, this little one, uh, it's a bit of a, a bit of a controversial one. Who, who did you find the most annoying in the villa? Who, who rubbed you up the wrong way sometimes? Probably Naz. Okay. I have all the. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. What uh, just in? in, in what oh no, you know, closely followed by the twins. <laughs> Why? Why not? <laughs> Wait, come on, really? I mean, like, they're lovely girls, but they were. They're just. You couldn't really have a conversation with them, could you? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. Okay. Uh, without, being, without being too rude. Without being too harsh. Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll leave that at that. I mean, obviously, yeah. branching away slightly from, from Love Island, I know one of, your, one of your other big hobbies and interests is, is the world of horse racing. Obviously, this podcast yes. is going to be split between reality and sports. So the fact you've cool. got, yeah, yeah. The fact you've got um, a kind of eye in for the horse racing as well is definitely of interest. Um, yeah. so, so how did that come about? How did you get into it all? Uh, well, to be honest, I got into it. My uh, family have owned horses for... Well, almost 50 years now okay so um we just uh, i mean we burned everything national hunt uh my grandmother's a derby winner okay so um yeah we've been it's been she's been pretty we've been pretty lucky over the years um, yeah and we're now currently down to solely national hunt so, okay um which is um which is pretty much how i got into it and obviously just interest has spawned and over these but certainly over the last five or six years i've taken much more of an interest in really studying form and you know because yeah, you've got your own uh deadlines. you've got your own tips account haven't you yes i do yeah i mean i make I'm, I, I mean every time i murmur the idea of becoming a professional gambler my mum absolutely shits chicken yeah so because i am getting to the point where I, I i'm making enough to sort of you know essentially live off gambling but yeah it's a dangerous thing to sort of 100 percent dodgy game you start falling to full time you know what i mean but um, definitely i mean so with horse, yeah with horse racing i get it's not like Casino gambling, which is numbers. Yeah. You're betting on a you're betting on a living, breathing animal, which you know something. I get emotionally attached to animals. Yeah. In respect, you know, in terms of I love a horse. So, for example, you know your big name horse. I love a Nable. Absolutely yeah. love it. incredible horse. I love watching her run. Yeah. I, I very rarely bet on her because the odds are normally. Crap. Yeah, too good, isn't she? Um, the only time I did bet on her was in the arc when she lost. But um, <laughs> yeah, but it's that sort of thing. So. I actually, I love it. It's not just it's it's money, but I also love I love racing. So yeah, it's just, it's a, it yeah. is a quality sport. I mean, is, yeah. so in terms of your involvement in it, I mean, who what what are some big names you've been involved in in terms of horse racing? Who, who who's like the most famous person in the horse racing industry you've met? Frankie Zori, probably the most famous. Nice. I met, met Frankie, met John Gosden, uh, two big names, um, and obviously Paul um, is a regular friend of ours because. Uh, he trains all the dad's horses. Um, yeah. What's uh, what's so, Frankie Dettori like? He's a uh, he was. I mean, admittedly, it was 
it was I was part of a syndicate listening watch sort of had a quick chat with him but yeah he's very he's a very bouncy bubbly character he comes across so, very like extravagant doesn't he yeah he is I mean he's he's probably the greatest one of the greatest jockeys of all time if not yeah. I'd say probably if you're looking at straight numbers probably not but even this season at the age of 49 he pretty much broke all records and what was 19 group ones or something yeah it was pretty mental it was pretty mental oh my God. Um, so incredible he's an incredible man incredible sportsman so you know he's on he's a, he's a very very successful sports person so you can imagine what he's like he's yeah 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 definitely okay um I mean, going back to the Love Island, I think, like you said, when we spoke before, before filming this, the most, you are one of the most controversial Love Islanders due to the fact of your Absolutely. departure. I'll take that and wear that cap proudly. <laughs> so, I mean, like you said, because of your departure, I mean, when you, when you left the villa, obviously it came out before the episode aired on TV, it came out in the press that you'd left. Yeah. Um, and whilst you were in there, unbeknown to you, the, the photos on your Instagram and on your social media of you with, like game animals in, in, in Africa came out. Yeah, yeah. So obviously when you then left, people are there like, I think there was petitions and stuff to get you removed because of your association with trophy hunting. I mean, Brilliant. What, what, was the real, what, what was the real reason for you, for you leaving? So the real reason, I swear on my grandmother's ashes, the real reason, and I said it a thousand times over, the, the genu- you have no idea of the press stories when you're in there. They literally, yeah. I, just turned around, I turned around one morning and I thought, this isn't for me. I still love my current now current girlfriend yeah um he was max at the time and i need to go and win, win her back and i think Ed, the longer i stay in it the more it's going to damage my chances of doing that so i turned around to the producer one morning and i went to the diary room and all the beach hut and i said guys i need to leave and they were like well, are you sure are you sure are you sure and they said they asked me they gave me, they gave me 24 hours and then i came you know i definitely want to do that i need to leave um and then they were like right well, cool well you pack your bags and we'll organize for you to leave this, um, and do it and you can go and tell all the islanders why you want to leave yeah, now that'll be your exit and job done. So that was me, and I came out thinking, right, I'm gonna be the big romantic dog, and yeah, come home and sweep her off her feet. As soon as I came out, as soon as you come out, they give you a debrief of all the press you've been told about. But that was long. <laughs> and it, well, no, it wasn't me. It was it was pretty shockingly bad, to be honest with you, in terms of the way they delivered it. They delivered the, the psychologist delivered to me over FaceTime, which is the one criticism of the show I have. Okay. And that was the way they told me about these major stories. They just said, oh, there's a couple of stories about you hunting. I was like, right, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, going on to the hunting, I hunt and have proudly hunted and will continue to hunt my entire life. Okay. Um, I, first, I first picked up a gun when I was about four. Um, and frankly, I haven't put, haven't put one down since. Yeah. So, and I, but most importantly, the photographs that came out were not those animals I did not shoot. Right, okay. I have, I have, I'm not saying I haven't shot animals in Africa. I have. Um, but as part of a very rigorous coal, coal plan, yeah. whereby those animals had to be shot anyway. Like it wasn't I, I had to, I paid nothing to shoot them because I was being paid to do the job. Yeah, okay. Was in there, um, so these kinds these came out when I was actually clients I was working with, and they had shot them, and it was all like all their ollies. And which, honestly, I mean, if you're looking at them straight as a photograph, I can see why you think that because they're out of context. But yeah, context, context is key and. Those animals were part again, part of a coal plan. They needed to be shot. If they, if someone if that guy hadn't shot them, the profession would have come and done it anyway because there were too many animals in the area. Okay. And um, people saying, "Well, they're endangered," which is a load of bollocks. They might be listed as threatened across the world, but in the particular area I was working in, Mozambique, yeah, they they were too populous, therefore damaging their own population. Yeah. Common, so it's so so common the, sense the, science. The, the photos of you in Africa with the guns that came out, obviously in the press, so they're 
they were conservationist projects. You weren't obviously trophy yeah. hunting. No, I've, not a single one of those animals would take. If, if you know, if you know your trophies as well, they weren't. They were crap trophies. You look at yeah. them. The, the trophy animals are double the size of that. Yeah, they, they were ill. Not not the best males, and they were they were needed to be taken out. So they were. In no no point of that entire hunt was a trophy ever even looked at. It was look at the body, look at the body weight, look at the condition. He's a right. Not he needs, he's the animal needs to go. Okay. So we shot that one, shot that one. And no point was, a, was a, the head of an animal, the horns of an animal ever even taken into account, which is what trophy hunting is, is when you think that's a really good set of horns or set of antlers. Yeah. I'll take that one. That is a trophy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, and, not, and more importantly, not a single one of those, a single one of those animals' heads were taken away from hunt, which again is what trophy is. You take the, yeah. take the, head, the head goes on the wall in your, above the mantelpiece or whatever. But again, that wasn't what happened in that situation. So I've never taken part in, in trophy hunting in Africa, which is the most important thing that yeah. I tried to t- try to sort of tell the press. Yeah. But, you know, they're a bunch of, I'm not going to say what they are, but they're. <laughs> okay. So obviously you, yeah. you, you leave the villa, like you said, and you got, you got a debrief from the psychologist and that, that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, what happens then? Do they fly you home? Yeah. So I flew pretty much front, front of the plane um, that evening. Um, then I went and got back. There was about 250 people at the airport waiting for me. Okay. Like press, press, yeah. and God knows what else. So they went. They threw. I went through the private terminal, the, the Royal Terminal Heathrow, which is a pretty cool experience. Okay. Um, and then, they, and then I got in a private car. ITV then took a car off, which the press thought I was in. Right. And followed. Okay. And my dad's driver took me off. Um, to my my hidden hidden sort of bunker for the next two weeks which was well it all died down but um and the press were just trying to find me basically for the next two weeks right and they didn't know where i was they nearly found me they one someone came to the door chasing another lead they didn't realize how close they were to really me okay. uh, they were chasing they were chasing something i was selling on ebay to do with africa but and they were like oh he got delivered here once and my aunt who i was staying at would basically like um no, no, um, and she called my uncle uh, down, who's a who's a pretty pretty big big bloke, and he, yeah. as soon as he, as soon as he saw him, the journalist just ran away. Yeah. But okay, so no obviously, how close he was to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So obviously, you, you you then you're back in the UK, like you said, you're on kind of like like a lockdown, like we are now, to be fair, for a couple of weeks. Um, what was your reaction when you saw all of it? Because I mean, you you were literally front page news, like you were yeah, front, front page front page of every newspaper for like four days. Mental. Like, what what's your uh, reaction to that? I just thought it was all ridiculous, really. I mean, it was, if people, if, if this it just sums up the tabloids, really, that their news is so bad. I mean, it was, at one point, it was, it was me on the front page of the Metro um, with me sort of gun showing. Yeah. Under one arm was Boris Johnson, Big Ben, and under the other arm was um, Meghan and Harry, even the royal family. I was like, that is a bigger news story. Mental. Fucking me. Yeah, you, you were literally bigger um, news than the royals and the and the prime minister, oh, like mental. Oh my god, it was, it was so it was it was it felt like I must admit when I came out of the villa and they told me that I did panic a bit. I was like, this feels like a fucking bad dream. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I've hunted in the past, but it's you know it's all very black and white. What's the worst that can happen? Mm. Um, so that was and I sort of said that might come out, but I'm you know it's just at the end of the day it's just blood sports. People are always going to whinge about that. So and then when it came out and it was like 
the Daily Star went in on it. The Sun really, really grounded in, and I was just like, fucking hell. Yeah, so, pretty, pretty mental times. And then Noah, obviously, my mate Noah, who was dealing with my Instagram, he was just having a fucking nightmare. Yeah, so that was that was that was fun and games, and um, but yeah, it all blew over. And I mean, how did you deal with all of that negativity? Like, how how were you feeling at the time? Were you were you like at any time were you like? fuck, this is like properly getting out of hand now or did you think it will blow over? No, I was mad. I didn't give a shit. Really? Um, uh, it's just, the, the thing is, like, if, it, if anyone's listening to this and they're getting this, and they've had it where they've, you know, people like, even professionals like Caroline Flack, bless her heart, she um, yeah. obviously, obviously took her own life because of it and the, because of what the press were doing to her. Yeah. Um, and even people think, oh, they won't get to her and get to her. But if you look at it any other way, you know, if someone, if someone walked up my driveway now, random you yeah know, and started whatever and i'd be like what you know, like, who wears ollie williams yeah like, well, who are you i was like oh, i just want to talk to him I'm like well i frankly i'd let the guy set the dogs on him yeah 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 but if he, if he was a journalist somehow he has some sort of god-given right yeah 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 to do to follow people around or the paps just they're because they have a camera in hand but if it's the other way around if we take the camera away she's a creepy stalker yeah literally That's I mean, like... I sort of like you said, with um, with the whole Caroline thing, I mean, the press are obviously getting they're getting looked into a lot more now. I mean, what what do you reckon they what, what do you think they could do to to stop the kind of negative press that people like yourself like experience? Like it was just like you said, it was like a witch hunt against you. No, yeah, I mean, I'm lucky enough. I'm obviously pretty pretty strong willed, and I just you know me, I just laugh at it, and you know, if anything, I'll go on the offensive. But um, anyone that's sort of in that sort of dark hole where it's just everything's you look at your phone and just thousands of messages and it's just and I, it's just you just got to ignore it the best thing i can say is just ignore it just don't yeah. even, just just turn your phone off at the end of the day these none of these people are going to do anything they're just a bunch of a bunch of absolute morons um, yeah and like you said i mean i think in terms of advice for people who experience similar things it's just to just to ignore them like you said like oh yeah i mean there's no point reacting there's no point going and saying it. um but no it's uh, other than that it's um it's just not worth it's not worth it your best your best bet is just to Honestly, just ignore it and just try and let it, just try and not let it get to you. If you let it get to you, then it really can get to you and you can see what can happen. Definitely, definitely. So, okay, yeah. I mean, obviously moving on, so you, so you, leave, you leave the villa, you come back, you're, you're in the, the kind of isolation part for a couple of weeks and then you go to, go to your ex. What, what happened there then? So actually, she, I rang her as I landed. Uh, okay. my phone, first thing I did was rang her and she was like, and my mum had already told her what had happened. Why, because I told my mum why I'd come out. Okay. Because my mum even thought that I'd come out because of the stories. Mm-hmm. And I sort of said, well, no, that's not the reason why. Um, so as soon as I came out, I, I rang Laura and she said, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll meet you wherever you are at the back of the house. Yeah. So I was like, sweet. Well, well that sounds positive. So we actually ended up watching my ex interview together. Which okay. Quite romantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, were you, were, you, were you slightly concerned at all that she'd be like, it, obviously it was a risk leaving the villa. I mean, were you, were you slightly concerned she'd be like, I, I don't want to be with you? Yeah, I mean, that was a risk. That was a risk. Um, that would have been a bit of a nightmare, obviously. But yeah. um, uh, but no, I was lucky enough that that wasn't the case. And um, yeah, here we are. And, and you're still so, together now. Are you, are you living together at the moment? or? Are you, are you... Yeah, we moved in together. Awesome. So we moved in together in, um, in London. So uh, very, very happily, um, yeah, living together in... She's now, we're now down in Cornwall, obviously, for, for this quarantine because I couldn't yeah. think anything worse than being stuck in a flat. But uh, yeah, right. Um, yeah, we're down here and just uh, enjoying it. Well, enjoying it as best we can, I suppose. So, um, 
she's been furloughed. So yeah. Okay. What did she do? For, what did she do for work? She's marketing uh, consultant. Okay. Cool. Perfect. So, okay. Now, obviously, like we said, there. I mean, it was a very controversial exit. So I just got a few. We'll just go through a few questions that I've been sent from Instagram, Twitter, that kind of stuff. Um, from from some viewers. Um, who were you? Who were you closest to in the villa? Um, uh, I, I say three boys I was closest to was Mike, Callum, and Connor. Okay. Those those three. I couldn't really narrow down to one. I was just they were, you know, they were probably three three really good really good blokes. Perfect. Um, so, someone else has yeah. asked, who are you? Who are you still in contact with from the show now? Whether that's people who came in after you or you were in there with. Uh, Callum and Connor. Um, and also Connor with a G. Um, I never actually met him on the show, but um, we're, we've had a few games of Warzone together. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Have you been on like, many nights out with the boys at all? Um, I have not since I've, because they've, they've all been going out of Manchester. Yeah. Of invites, but it's a bit of a track for me to get out there. So. Yeah, they all uh, seem to be based like Manchester, way, don't they? Yeah, exactly. So, no, it didn't, uh, not yet, but hopefully, hoping to get one. Plan in the future. Yes, exactly. Definitely. Okay. Um, someone else asked, how, how much has your life changed since being on the show? Um, certainly my work has changed, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything's now sort of based around my people that I know who I am. Yeah. So, you know, there's social media or, you know, just getting to send stuff. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. But yeah, it has changed. You know, I get recognised. Going, like going to the shop and Azure and stuff. Yeah, really, yeah. But that's people, ask me, people ask me for photos yesterday. I'm like, I can't have a photo with you because social distancing. So <laughs> I mean, it was like, you can take a photo of me, but I can't have a photo with you. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Is it, is it weird being, is it weird being like recognised in, in the street and stuff? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, coming back, like I went out for a couple of nights in, um, in Truro and a couple of nights in London. And nice and Truro, mate, we just, we're just like completely crazy. Because, yeah. Like, as soon as one person recognises you, the the place is like you just get mobbed yeah 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 uh, in, the, in the in the small clubs in Truro that Truro has to offer yeah there's a, a fear or whatever <laughs> <laughs> vanilla god forbid vanilla yeah so, um, I saw I yeah. think I saw one news article that was like on Cornwall Live and it was like uh, Love Island Ollie Williams goes out in Truro and it's like well yeah he does he does live in Cornwall <laughs> I know <laughs> a, that's Cornwall Live utterly crap news I just can't be even described as a newspaper though can it so no, it, it, um, there we are Okay, um, someone else asked, obviously you went to, before, before your, your, your appearance on Love Island, you were obviously a, a uni graduate, you went to Royal Holloway? Yes, I did, yeah. What did you, uh, what did you study? I went to study geology, um, but dropped, uh, stopped doing that after about three months and started a new course, started doing criminology, so I did okay. criminology, and I, so, yeah, I did that for, instead, so I caught up with it, that course over the three months I missed, and, uh, and then carried on and, and graduated with criminology. So. How did you find your, your uni days? I loved it, mate. I yeah, went, good fun. Being honest, I solely went to university for the social. Yeah, I actually had a night out in the in the SU in Royal Holloway. It's it, it was, it's a good night. Bloody awesome night. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so, it's I mean, it's, it's a lot of people. It sounds like like proper shit, but it, it's just everybody knows everyone, and it's just like it's it's kind of like school, but with way more people and yeah, just like know. a new level, isn't it, of like socialising yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's, it was it was very very good fun. Obviously, the rugby was good good laugh there. I was social secretary and then first team captain in, in my third year, so I yeah, had a good good time. So it's good fun. Perfect. Someone else asked. Um, obviously, a lot of time to burn at the moment with with this quarantine. If 